0: there's always something hot happening in South Florida talk now with Brian Mudd on news radio 610 50 on this Monday beautiful and sunny now and nice and
1: cool hey there Brian Israel's tourism minister says the Miss Universe pageant is going to proceed despite restrictions made in response to the Omicron variant. Um, they're saying that participants will be granted waivers and tested every 48 hours. Senior health official in Israel saying that the country is putting together a safety plan and that admissions from high-risk countries could be limited. Now, the pageant still on tap to be held in december and broadcast in 174 countries
0: i guess that's notable maybe even more so than the pageant because israel just said hey if you're not from around here you're not coming in here right now Mm -hmm. because of Omicron." so maybe that will be short-lived so what about this whole thing somebody who has been a real voice of reason all throughout the course of the pandemic often with some real sound advice as well patty ollinger an expert on infectious diseases, the executive director of GBAC, the Global Biorisk Advisory Council, joins us once again. So, Patty, I mean, just kind of like taking a look at the, the mood of the room, so to speak, around the world with this thing. It looked like Friday, you had a lot of people that were going into full on freakout mode. And then by today, that had calmed down considerably and maybe some more pragmatism was playing out. What are you seeing? And what are you thinking about Omicron?
1: Uh, well, you know, we've been predicting and we've known that we'll see variants. Um, and what we want to get to and what we've been trying to here at GBAC is we need to get to a state of resilience. Of This is going to be with us for a while and new variants are going to pop up. Um, there's a possibility of one that's more virulent, more infectious. And that, you know, we, we need to be ready. And we, we have the tools. We've learned a lot. And we've got to be able to kick those into mode, you might say. Um, you know, sometimes wearing our mask, uh, washing our hands, you know, get vaccinated. But be prepared for what's next. And I think that's the, you know, when you talk about the calmness, it's like people reacted because they're afraid. I think people are afraid that this is going to stress. Health systems, it's going to create havoc, and people are going to get shut down. And businesses are to the point where it's like we cannot shut down again.
0: Well, and Patty, you know, that's kind of the two different lanes, right? So the the people that were ready to, to go into freak-out mode, and I don't discount that you have some people in public policy that are looking for an excuse to try to control people even uh, even to a greater extent than they have during the course of the pandemic – But there seems to be as big of a disconnect from a public policy standpoint, people who want to head down that path versus just the rank and file people who are like, screw this. I mean, we're seeing whether it's in Europe, we are seeing pushback like we haven't seen before. And certainly, you know, here in the United States, I just don't even think in a lot of blue states, there's the kind of appetite for widespread restrictions again.
1: No, I think you're absolutely right. And I think that the attitude from a lot of folks is, "Okay, what? what lessons have we learned to be able to keep us open? Because, you know, our livelihoods and our mental health, um you know it needs to be able to be we have to be able to be social in some way, shape or form. And if and if that means that we have things that we have to put in place to keep us social, then let's do that. And you know, I think people are starting to get to the point where it's like, whatever, I was at well, our trade show, our ISSA trade show was in Vegas the week before Thanksgiving. In Vegas, it didn't matter where you were. People were wearing masks. And, you know, it was like, you know, they were able to get out, though, and they were happy about that. You know, nobody wants to wear a mask all the time, but if that would be the cost of what we have to do, then we have to do. The other thing is there's technologies that are starting to come forward that helps with indoor air quality, which helps that protection, and, you know, we need to start looking at what that means for the future as well.
0: Patty, I'm, I'm curious to get your thoughts in terms of timelines. I've referenced, you know, the 1918 uh, Spanish flu pandemic and, and the timeline in conjunction with this one. It's early, right? We, we've heard from health experts. We really won't have a great read on this for a couple of weeks at this point. But the earlier returns are that, yeah, it might be really contagious and, and have a lot more variants to even the variant itself. But. Perhaps the symptoms are more benign, I mean, at least in the immediate that that is the case. so at some point, the h1N1 virus that was the Spanish flu outbreak of 1918 just became the seasonal flu. and are we at a point where perhaps we could be taking a look at COVID 19 and maybe it's this omicron getting to a point to where it's just not as bad anymore, even if it's pretty contagious?
1: Well I think there's a lot of pieces of that puzzle that will come into play. Number one, our healthcare strengthening and looking at healthcare. I mean my sons are both surgeons and you know they get they get concerned about things such as shutting down, you know, surgeries and pushing back surgeries and how long it takes to get people now into surgery that really need something. And that's a concern that we need to be very careful about. Um you know, the, the aspect of, so our healthcare is one that we'll, we'll see strengthening. The other thing is that, you know, our immunity will go up, you know, through our vaccinations. And that's what's also happened with the flu is every year we get a flu shot and our underlying immunity becomes more well, just resilient. The other thing is that, you know, we do know that surfaces, even though for this, you know, we know that it, air you know, um, air transmission is the number one route of transmission, but that surfaces do matter. We don't know to what degree and how many infections are really um, attributed to that, but we do know that they matter. And the way we clean and sanitize our, our workspaces, our high touch points, is something that's important. And, you know, so all of these messages come together for a layering effect for protection, and we're going to get better about those layers and putting the pieces of puzzle together going forward.
0: In terms of the timeline that you're taking a look at to have a read on on this variant, what what are you guys looking at?
1: You know, we need to be really careful this winter. Um, pay attention to things, not let our guards down. Um, you know, I think that this winter is going to be critical, and then looking at where we are, then reassessing where we're at this next summer. Um, I it, to me is those are two critical time points that we really need to be paying attention to. Patty
0: Ollinger, the executive director of GBAC, the Global BioRisk Advisory Council, and uh, always appreciate you sharing the time and the expertise with us. And ha- helping to get us back to normal, of course, uh, during the course of the pandemic, including at sporting events, which she's had at hand in. All right. And we're going to be right back and take a look at some of the travel restrictions, including some of the reactions overseas to this thing. Also, some of the news from around the state that impacts you next. Here on the Brian Mud Show, go 610 WIOD.